God's kingdom agenda. The scripture that I'm going to begin in this morning is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. 17. We're just going to touch on it this morning. We can't get deep, can't get far. Reading out of the New King James Version, it reads as such in our hymn. It says, give people time to find it. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, reads as such in our hymn. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Yes, Old yes, yes. things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Yes. Now, all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not in putting their transpassions to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Yes. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God was pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf be reconciled to God. Amen. The thought that I want to bring before us is we are called to be world changers. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're a world changer. You, you may not know it, but you're a world changer. You are created to affect your world. Father, even now, move Tracy out the way and allow your Shekinah glory to fall fresh on us. Lord, it's really all about you. So manifest yourself in the midst of your people. Make your word clear. Even now, Lord. Even now, Lord. Even now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted because I, I, I'm not so sure I can articulate the message as clearly as I want to. I'm conflicted because there's a challenge on the table. I'm conflicted because some of us are going to misconstrue the message altogether. <laughs> but I see something in this, but I also see how we have interpreted this scripture and we have ceased to press into 
what God has begun. Some of us have been Christians for a long time and we're still at the beginning. The song you just saw, you know, Jesus is the one. And, and, and I was thinking as you were singing that each of us was hearing it and receiving it differently. Depending on our relationship with the Lord. Some say, oh, that's a nice song. Love the melody. And instead of thinking about Jesus, we just think about somebody else. See, see, the gospel, the word of God, the song God meets us where we have allowed God to meet us. Uh, some, somebody didn't catch that. We determine what he means to us. We determine how close of a walk we walk. So therefore, what's being preached to you is heard differently to you based on your closeness to him. Uh, can I walk in it a little bit more? One of the things that I think that, that we are conflicted or we are confused with, we really don't know who we are once you've been born again. I, I hear people all the time, I, I hear Christians say, I, I, I'm trying to find myself. Well, how in the world do you find yourself within yourself when you don't even know yourself? Jeremiah tells us, Jeremiah 17 and 9 says that the heart is, is so wickedly deceitful. Then they ask the question, who? Okay, can I add my, who in the world can know it? And you know what he's saying? He said, you can't even know your own heart. And if you're not careful, your heart will deceive you and make you think you're something that you're not. Ah. Oh. Listen to what I'm saying. Did you know that you are created and when God created you, he had a purpose in mind with your name on it? Did you know that you can't even be what you're created to be till you're born again? And just because you're born again don't mean that you have worked past the point of discovering your purpose and your calling in Christ Jesus. Matter of fact, can I go a little bit deeper? See, some of y'all think I'm a minister because I preach, but you a minister too. You just gotta find out and work to the place that you find where God has called you to minister. And listen, and ministry don't end in the church and begin in the church. It's what you do on the outside. Your whole life is a calling. Your whole life is full of purpose. And somehow, we separate God from our life when God ought to be your life. You find who you are, what you are, only in Christ Jesus. There's nothing like working in your purpose. Oh, somebody didn't hear me. Let me this. There's nothing like Work 
talking to your person. Listen, I've been on a lot of highs in my life. Alcohol high, weed high, pill high, snort high, ha high, ha high, all together high, but nothing beats the Holy Ghost high. When you are working, operating, well, the highest joy is when you are in the midst of doing something and there's a sense of knowing I was created to do this. Lord, have mercy. We really don't know how essential this is. You know what's happening in the world and why people act like they're going crazy? Because they have no purpose. They don't know what they've been created to do. And, and the Bible says, when you don't have a vision, you perish. Let me go through another translation. Translation, you perish or you cast off all restraints. Restraints mean you have no boundaries now. You'll do anything. When you do anything, that will make you perish. You don't know who you are. And if you go about how you feel, who told you your feelings are saved? Satan will get all up in your feelings. <laughs> Have you doing stuff you never thought you would do? Try to find yourself. Wait a minute. Finding myself is a revelation from God because God made me. So the only way I find what my purpose is is through my relationship with him. Listen, and even after you're saved, you still got to work through finding your purpose because we're not a banana, we're onions. God is still peeling the layers, the layers of self-will, the layers of selfishness, the layer of me, the layer of you. It's when he gets rid of us, God said, now I can start showing you. Some of us have even got to, to get through kindergarten. Been in church for years. You know why? Whenever you and I refuse to hear, not with these ears, I got an internal year. And God is trying to direct my steps. Listen, we all miss it. But you got to come back and say, what was that, Lord? Can I give us some example that we all can identify with? You remember when somebody made you mad and you about ready to say something? And when you opened up your mouth, you knew you wasn't supposed to say it? You know what? Oh, this come here. You know, you know what? Now, now, this is how it works in the spiritual world. It keeps telling you no, and you keep on doing it. It keeps telling you you know better, and you keep on doing it. After a while, the Holy Spirit says, 
He's still in you, but he's grieved. First Thessalonians chapter 5 says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit, which means that he's grieved because you have made up your mind you're going to do what you want to do when you want to do it, regardless of what he says. So he said, well, why should I say anything? Because you ain't listening. Now, hold on, hold on. Now, now, now watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. I cannot get any closer to the Lord than I allow him to get close to me. My experience with Jesus is seeing the power and the miracle working power of the Holy Spirit is greater now than it was five years ago because it's step-by-step journey of trying to be obedient. The moment I quit or say I won't or get in the cell, he would... He said, we are a new creation. The Holy Spirit is in God, the Father, God, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit is abiding in every Christian. You are the temple of God. Did you hear that? This is not the temple. You're the temple. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're the temple of God. The Holy Spirit, the third person of Godhead, lives within you. That's power. That's power. Can't nothing deter you from becoming what God has called you to be other than you. Hold on. Let's go deeper. Some of us don't trust God enough to let him have control. I didn't tell you to go nowhere. You see what we do? You see that? He just moved out of position. I walked away. He walks away. And we think when he's not saying anything that we move. You know, sometimes I'm driving, I got the GPS on the way I'm going, and I want the GPS, the GPS to say something. But you know why it's not saying anything? Because I'm on the right track. As long as I'm on the right track, just keep on going. You know, and some of us turn off too quickly, but we haven't got to our turn off. Just keep. Okay, because watch this. Because if I'm in fellowship, when I get off track, he's going to let me know. When I need to make a turn, he's going to let me know. Why? Because that's why he's in us to develop fellowship with us, to direct us in our purpose and our calling so that we can be ambassadors for him. All things is new. Wait a minute. His hand ain't new. His feet ain't new. 
So what is this? Because sometimes we take scripture and we make it all encompassing without understanding what it's really saying. My thinking wasn't new, but the core of his being has changed. What has happened to you cannot be reversed if it really happened. Cannot be changed if it really happened. It's a new creation. And God said, I took something that was nothing. Because creation means taking nothing and putting something that wasn't there before. But it's in the core of who you are. And now spiritually and morally, you got a new person on the inside. And I want you to operate out of him and not out of the old man. But guess what that has caused inside of us? Conflict. Yes, One of the ways I know I'm saved, I get convicted. Yes. Am I the only one? Listen, if you can do anything and don't feel bad about it, something's wrong. You either have shut the Holy Spirit down and he's not saying nothing, or you just don't have the Holy Spirit, which means you're not saying. But, but watch this. Somebody said, it bothers you. Yes, ma'am. Matter of fact, God will tell you to go back and say you sorry. And here we are, here we, here we are, fighting with self. That they need to say they're sorry to me. Why do I have to say I'm sorry? Hold on, 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 hold on. Why am I arguing with myself inside of myself? I'm not arguing with me. You know who I'm arguing with? The Holy Spirit. Watch this. Did many times. We shake it off and go on about our business. <laughs> and we wonder why God's not showing us more. My relationship, your relationships, is how close do we let him at controlling us? <laughs> He's on the inside. But he's trying to move closer to the core of who we are so that he can show us who we are. You know what? In everything I did out in the world, I never was satisfied. I didn't hear me. Matter of fact, what they did was it made me push the envelope a little bit more because I was trying to find something that I couldn't find in what I was doing. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So I said, so you don't get better, you get worse. Because you're trying to find what God means for you to find in your spirit and you're trying to find it in your flesh and you can't find it there. So in, F, in, so in the effort to try to find it, you get pushed, you push yourself even more into it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
You've been changed. You've been changed. The essence of who you are. That's why, from a theological standpoint, you can't say, I'm a sinner saved by grace. I was a sinner saved by grace. Because a sinner is not what you do, it's who you are at core. That's why Jesus had to die for us to change who you are. Ephesians chapter 4, beginning in verse 22 and 23, he said, you've been recreated. If you are in Christ Jesus, you've been recreated after his holiness and righteousness that is now in you. Listen, you don't have to ask for more. It's already in you. You don't have to ask for more power. It's already in you. Now, now listen, what I have to do is allow him to shed off of me the former me that I thought was me. You are just learning who you are because you really don't know who you are in Christ Jesus. Because the real you is you in Christ Jesus. New creation means you've been engrafted. You've been engrafted into him. Now you got his life flowing through you. And through his life flowing through you, you now is on your way to discovering how awesome he created you in the spirit. So the real you is not what you are on the outside. The real you is not your ability in the human factor, but your ability is who he has made you to be on the inside, and that's powerful. I'm really not just speaking to him, I'm speaking to you. So that means that anything that comes against who God says you are is a lie from the devil. Amen. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. Anything that makes you act, makes you think other than what the word of God says about you is a lie from the devil to try to keep you from being who God has called you to be. And there's an all-out war to keep us stuck. You know what's so terrible about being stuck? No life. When I went to Israel, one of the things we did, okay, now, now you can go to your seat. Let me walk you to your seat and sit you down. <laughs> but that's really what God, that's how much control God wants. That's how much he wants us yielded. That we, look, listen, I gotta fight. You gotta fight against your own will. You gotta fight against your own wants. You gotta fight against your, your, your biggest problem is not your mama, not your daddy, not your mate, not your nanny, not your grandma, not, not your co-worker. Your biggest problem and my biggest problem is Jesus. You know what? We, we have come to the place and we quit blaming other folks for our bad attitude. 
me that eagle. Show me that eagle. I showed y'all this before, but I'm going to go back to it. This eagle is looking at a picture of itself in the water. And there's a caption up under it saying, can't nobody stop you but you. Y'all got a homework assignment. Go home and look in the mirror. I know you don't want to. I know it's hard. (laughs) And speak to yourself and say, can't nobody stop me from being what God has called me to be. You know, uh, I mean, and make sure there's nobody else in the room. Because if somebody else come in the room, you might blame them. Can't nobody stop me from becoming what God has called me to be. But when you begin, when I begin to accept that truth, I'm on my way from what God has called me. As long as I keep blaming, pointing fingers at everybody else, or listen, 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 listen. It's amazing how God parallels spiritual truth with natural truth. That seed that you plant and throw manure on, probably saying, what you doing to me? Why are you throwing this stinky stuff on me? But what it doesn't know is that the manure is going to help us grow. You know, you know what I'm discovering? Every negative thing you've been Everything that God has allowed to happen to you. God is trying to take you to the next level by what you've been through. You have a choice to either allow it to make you better or make you bitter. You can walk in bitterness and never tap into what God has for you. Or you can trust God in everything. And say, Lord, no one but you, Lord. It's really all about you, Lord. You got me. I trust you to take me where I'm going to be. Jones gone, but I'm going to use his story. So this weekend, he found a bag full of money. <laughs> Hold on, let me finish my story. But that's, but that's okay. You know what? You, re, you said out loud what other people were thinking. <laughs> He started counting it, and it came up to two. He said, he said he's counting it. He said, it's still a whole lot of money in the bag. It's over $250. And, uh, and the Lord said, why are you counting it? Uh, uh, see, 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 y'all went way down the track. Y'all, y'all, y'all went way down there. God said, it's not yours. So why are you counting it? 
everything. God is not in the small thing. Oh, yes, he is. He's in because you are his representative. You are his ambassador. At all points, we are representing him. And Kenny said, said, I turned it in, and the person who lost the money, he came and got it the next day. And he said, he got this right. He said, I realized it was a test, and I would have messed up my own blessing. That wasn't my blessing. That was a test. You know what someone's would have said? God just blessed me. See, see, 
see, see, see, when it's us, we brag on us. But when it's the Holy Spirit, it's like, I know it wasn't me. Lord, thank you. I didn't know what to say. And somehow, your presence. Hold on. He said, well, well you, you a minister. We expect that from you. He expects that from you. You have an anointing. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. When you, when you, when you, when you walk in and say, Lord, use me. Lord, not me, but you. When you put, when you put yourself in God's way, God will begin to do miracles. His presence will show up and show out to the place that after you walk out, you're crying and say, I'm not worthy. I don't know why you did that through me. But Lord, you are awesome, God. You're a terrible God. God, God wants to expand our vision, our experience, our love with him. How, how, how deep is your walk? Watch this. Even if it's deep, it ain't deep enough. You know why I say that? He's unlimited. If God is infinite, infinite means unlimited. It means that there's no ending to it. So he's beyond whatever we can imagine. Listen, uh, he's, he's more than that. You know, um, I was talking to Reverend Harper, it was, I think it was last week, and he gave me an excellent illustration. He said, we have an ant perspective of God. I said, huh? So you got to explain that to me. He says, it's like an ant on the toenail of God. Hold on, hold on. Let me take the back. The toenail of an elephant. Now, the ant is so small, all he can see is the toenail. But he thinks he sees all of the elephant. Oh. Can, can I take it? He's on the tail of the elephant. Now he's so small and the elephant is so big, all he can see is the tail. So now he's trying to describe God or trying to describe the elephant to other ants. And he thinks he knows everything about the elephant. And all he has is a tail perspective. Can, can I go take a look at He's on the eyelash of the elephant. And he thinks he sees all of the elephant. And he's describing the eyelash of the elephant. And don't realize he hasn't seen nothing yet. At our best. At our best. We only got an ant perspective of the greatness, of the majesty, of the holiness, of the excellency of our God. Even at our best, we still got an ant perspective. God is too big. 
to put your arms around. God is too big to try to understand. Our God is God. He's an excellent God. And he keeps on showing himself more and more. You know what I discovered? You know what I discovered? That Jesus over and over again says when he meets somebody, according to your faith. Huh? He said, I will meet you at your level of expectation. Whatever you bring to the table, I'm going to match it. Oh, y'all didn't hear that. If you bring nothing, if you bring no faith, if you bring no trust in me to the table, and then you get exactly what you bring. I got a question. What are you bringing to the table? Because whatever you bring to the table is what is going to give back to you. Listen, 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 listen. There's nothing or nobody that can stop you from reaching what God has for you, but you. But Pastor, you don't understand my childhood. I may not understand it, but God understands it. And since he allowed it, he wants to use it to take you higher. I, I, I think I said this last week or the week before, but let me say it again. In order to to, to build a skyscraper. You don't start up top. But you start at ground level and you go deep, deep, deep. Now, now, hold on. I go as deep as I want to go high. Because the underground supports the uplift. If I don't go deep, I can't hold what's going up. So what God does with you and I, if you've been through a hole, is there anybody been broken? Is there anybody been scorned? Is there anybody been talked about? Is there anybody been heartbroken? Is there anybody been downtrodden? Is there anybody been depressed? Is there anybody been overlooked? Is there anybody been hurt? Is there anybody been through pain? Well, maybe, just maybe, by fact, let me take away the maybe. God allow you to go through what you've been through so that he can root you in this power so when he gets to root you he can take you higher 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 anybody that want to go higher this sermon isn't for chickens this sermon is for eagles is there any eagles in the house? Is there any eagles in the house? 
the eagle, we got to have a higher expectation. In order to soar like an eagle, you got to stretch your wing of prayer. You got to stretch your wing of the word. And you got to say, I have a change of mind. I used to believe this. I used to think this. But the word says this. So if God says it, I believe it. I see something. I see something. David and his men has gone out to war. And while they are gone, Another army came and destroyed their camp. Took their wives, took their children. And the Bible says David and his bad man of war, his soldiers, are weeping and crying. Matter of fact, the very ones who followed David are now turning against David. Now, y'all don't hear me. Sometimes the very ones that ought to encourage you will be the very ones that will talk about you. Sometimes the very ones that ought to be your cheerleader will be the very ones that will tear you down. Don't expect other people to encourage you. You better learn how to encourage yourself. The Bible says David didn't go on the outside, but he turned on the inside. I think David started saying, I know who I am. I've been anointed to be king. Even if the report is from the doctor, the doctor doesn't have the last word. I'm here to say today that God has the last word. I don't care how bad it gets. God has the last word. It's not over. It's not over. It's not over. God says it's over. Can't be the end because I haven't seen the fulfillment of his word. I've been faithful. I've been doing what I supposed to do. When I mess up, I repent. So I know God's not through blessing me. I know. I think David broke out in you know why I think he broke out in praise? Because apparently there became a change over the atmosphere. Oh, y'all don't hear me. You best not wait for somebody else to start praising God. You best start praising God for yourself. Change, change. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I want you to see this power. I want you to say, here they are getting ready to stone David. His own men, his own 
the ones that fight with him. He done saved them. He done lifted them. He done taught them. And at the first sign of trouble, they ready to stone him. He can't fight all of them. Matter of fact, he taught them how to fight. They know his fighting skills, but David didn't fight with his sword. David started saying, hallelujah, glory, he's worthy. Are you a child of God? Yes. Did you know that like David could change the atmosphere? That you can change the atmosphere? But watch out, the change begins within you. He was downhearted like everybody else. He felt, uh, he felt like God let him down. But David, 